If you've never experienced a hairball show, well, now's the time to do it because they're they're bringing out all the big guns for the 20th anniversary. On the phone, we've got one of the founding members. And before I introduce him, I want to give a little personal background here. When I was an upcoming musician, just moved to Minneapolis, one of my favorite clubs to go to was the Iron Horse. And I used to see all the great local rock bands out there in Minneapolis. We're talking Slow Children, Gemini, I remember. But there was one band in particular. Uh, They hit the stage one night. They were called UKI. And of course, if you don't know who that is, it featured the former lead singer of Slave Raider, legendary Chainsaw, and this guy, Michael Schneider, a.k.a. Happy of Hairball. Welcome to the show. Happy, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing great. Always love talking about rock and roll. I, and me. I appreciate you making some time, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we're thinking about you here in Fargo. We can't wait for the show. 20 years. Congratulations on 20 years of hairball. Does it feel like it's been that long already? Uh, with hairball, no. I don't, know t- <laughs> I, I don't know where the time went. But every once in a while, maybe that's one good thing about social media. I'll open up the Facebook and there will be in your memories or things, or we actually just recently played a show in Orlando just uh, yesterday and, uh, or Monday that was. And, you know, I sit in the airplane and I'll go through and organize my photos. And, uh, you know, boy, when I look back at it, you know, it it just uh, seems so incredible and such, such good times and lucky. And yes, this is our, our 20th year. So, you know, it's, it's amazing to keep any band or anything together that long any group of humans heck i mean people don't stay married that long anymore (laughs) that's for sure (laughs) you know so it's it's definitely i i have to take my moments and kind of pinch myself and i i always uh before we play i always take a moment to get in touch with my inner 16 year old kid (laughs) and anytime i hit the stage just to be grateful remembering those times that I would have just been happy to play for a few hundred people where now I generally get to play for a few thousand nightly and we probably do 120, 130 shows a year. So That's amazing. Yeah. Let me ask you real quick. I, you know, cause sometimes we see bands who've been together for 20 years, like you said, and, and you guys are no exception here. You've had some members kind of come and go, but would you also say that that is actually a, a good thing when it comes to keeping a, a product like Hairball together for 20 years because when guys want to move on to do new things, uh, you bring in guys to kind of bring in the fresh blood and, and the fresh energy. Is that And you said it too on a Facebook Live recently, you can't always keep the same team members on a, on a football team, on a sports team. Hairball, no exception. You kind of had some come and go. Would you say that's kind of a key to the, your longevity too? For us, it has been, and perhaps someday, you know, we'll write the hairball book and everybody in hairball would have their different perspectives on it. You know, by and large, uh, the lineup has been, you know, hasn't changed a whole lot. We've kind of had a little bit of a revolving door on bass players, but, you know, I mean, the length of time most people have been about, about as long as a lot of bands have existed, you know, sometimes, you know, I, you know, Chainsaw, I think about, oh, Slave Raider and, and, you know, incredible accomplishments that, that they were. And I was, I was fortunate enough to, you know, play with them and, and get close and understand the greatness. But it's like, it's like, wow, you know, Hairball has been together, you know, more than twice as long as Slave Raider was a group or, you know, the people that six or eight years, you know, there's a lot of people out there that probably have been 
married for less or they're right. you know boyfriends or girlfriends it's like gee i was with him for six years <laughs> you know sometimes things part yeah i mean you're talking about rock and roll right. here for one so it's kind of the island of misfit toys right so you know it takes a special kind of breed to uh be able to travel and do this stuff and have the flexibility and live with the ups and downs right you know, that come with playing music and playing in a band. And, and uh, you know, it's right. very challenging to keep all of those lives fitting together, you know. So, for sure. You know, there's, we, in my years of rock and roll, I, I feel like I've seen many things all the way from, you know, <laughs> the, the worst drug problems to uh, just people uh, moving on. To, you know, to different opportunities right. to, uh, uh, you know, maybe just, you know, people, people just change in what they want to do. And it doesn't mean that they're not grateful for the ride or the time. I mean, I look back at the bands that I've been in involved. You had mentioned UKI. And I mean, I certainly wasn't traveling, you know, in a tour bus with good catering and, and having, uh, you know, eight people on the road crew like I do now with Hairball. Right. You know, that was setting up your own gear and that was, uh, you know, sleeping on the floor in hotel rooms with a bunch of guys packed in and just paying your dues. But I mean, I look back on this being a fond experience in my life, which bring me to where I am now. And, right. and I don't know what is next for me or, or the rest of the guys other than it's 20 years. And uh, I'm grateful for pretty much all of the people that I've played with in my career. And I look fondly on all of it. And we've all... Absolutely. Almost, I would, there's only a couple people that were toxic, <laughs> you know, that I've learned, you know. Sure. They're, they're a grizzly bear. I love grizzly bears, but don't go and try and feed them. It's not worth it. You know, they'll take your arm with, you know, right. along with the snack you're trying to give them. But uh, I've uh, maintained relationships with, almost everybody that I've ever played with right. in my career and uh, all good times. I want to ask you a question, and it's probably an old and tired question for you, but I want to bring this up because obviously for a band that's been around 20 years, uh, not only are you you're, you're, you're playing music and, and providing a show for those who grew up to those bands and, and help them kind of go down memory lane, but you're also ringing in a new generation with this kind of show. Hairball, you're essentially you've been together for 20 years and you guys are packing arenas consistently i mean thousands of people and the bands who actually wrote those songs had the songs on the radio had the videos on mtv they aren't even bringing out the crowds that you guys are doing so what is it about hairball in your opinion that can draw 10,000 people but some of the bands that you that you play in your set list can't do that themselves what is the formula you guys have well one let's not give us too much credit because uh really we're doing the same things we were doing in high school you know dressing up like kiss and uh you know playing uh, dress up pretend rock star you know the only difference is we've got insurance and we actually get pyro permits now and now <laughs> we're actually funded to where we can do this on a large scale right uh so it isn't like we, it isn't like uh, from day one, Chainsaw or me 
sat down and like, uh, you know, it started as a comedy show. And I don't know that the vision was quite, quite there at that point. We were playing bars and kind of having lighthearted fun with some of this stuff. Well, you know, true to nature, just sort of an intense player. And I grew up and loved this stuff. And, and Bob came in, we started just doing more dead recreations of uh, what we were doing. And it just started unfolding and people were enjoying it. And it's like, well, I like going bigger too. So let's, let's make a huge wall of ants like they did in the day. It's like, what if we had a pyro? It's like, Hey man, you know, Chuck, he, he's, you know, he's not touring with Prince anymore. Why don't you see what he's doing? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And then, you know, start buying more lights and, you know, making a big show out of it and more of a spectacle. Like we always did. It just unfolded that way. And one of the reasons why I would say where we might draw better than maybe some bands that uh, maybe actually wrote this book. Right. You know, which of course our show is about tipping our hat and celebrating, you know, the people that wrote this book of rock and roll. So I don't want to, you know, I admire them. I don't want to come off as being condescending. And some of them are still out there and and playing. And and most of them have actually got up on stage and sang and performed with us. But a lot of these bands are doing what you would call fly dates. They've got their couple hits. They come in, a backline company provides, I need a Marshall JCM 2000, and we need a DW, this kind of drum kit, and an SVT. And a company just supplies that. And, you know, uh, Loverboy might play on the same amps that Night Ranger played on that was not much different than (laughs) what Firehouse had. Right. They come in and they've got a backdrop that says Firehouse. Yep. And they get up and they play their songs. Right. And perhaps they do them very well, or some of them are older and they don't do them as well as we remember. <laughs> right. Uh, but Hairball kind of went the opposite direction because there was a time when Warrant carried pyrotechnics and a bunch of production and, and all of these bands carried huge shows so rather than like going light and easy like oh hey man i'll just come in with my suitcase and this little thing we went the opposite direction right it's like why don't we get a big semi truck and fill it full of as much shit as we possibly can (laughs) and uh you know make it look like it's a big ass judas priest ozzy kiss show because that's who we're trying to tip our hat and those are the things that we loved and what we loved them for. Right. And Hairball kind of represents the time periods when these bands were maybe actually making their mark. Right. You know, the bigger moments on their career, even though some of them are out and playing. But, you know, when they were at the height of the career, that tends to be the periods that, that we were at. And then, you know what? We've done well, but we haven't done well enough that we can be cocky, you know? Right. Uh, that, uh, you know, we just got money sitting around to have butlers shove us full of ribeyes and cheesecake <laughs> and stuff like that while we sit around getting our nails done, you know. Um, right. We're, uh, you know, Chris and Brian are up at 7 in the morning, uh, you know, jogging and hitting the gym at the hotel. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, I just think we're still hungry. Right. And like I was saying before, I always try and get in touch with my 16-year-old kid anytime I hear that intro take roll. And I always think about somebody that maybe talked a friend into like, man, you 
got to see Hairball. You got to go see this guitar player. He's just wild, you right. know. You've never seen anybody put out that much energy. And I always think, don't let that person down. Right. They, you know, I, I picture that one person being out there. So it's like, you know, yeah, you know, I got the flu, but they don't care. Right. And, or, you know, whatever little paper cut or you twisted your ankle. And it's amazing <laughs> how when you put your mind to it, you can push and perform through that kind of stuff and just put on a show. But I, I always uh, think of that. So, right. you know, well, why does Hairball do better? You know, right. we got a lot of talent in the band. Yes, you do. And the thing is, you're not going to hear just one or two hits. You're going to know everything in this show. Right. And you're going to recognize all of it because all of it is the biggest, most timeless, well-made rock and roll and personas and production you know, in our history, and we're hungry enough, and we're just stupid enough, <laughs> and we have just enough money, you know, that we can do it, but right. we're not witty enough to make mistakes and still take chances, and that gives rock and roll a little bit of danger. Right. My kind of rock and roll has always had a little bit of danger, you know? And Absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes happy and gets hurt, or Bob has lit his hair on fire and put a sword <laughs> through his foot and shows... You know? Right. And sometimes that's what it takes. Right. Well, I tell you what, kudos to you guys. Cheers to uh, 20 years of hairball. I don't believe I've met anybody in the area who has not experienced hairball. In my mind, the Midwest is hairball territory. Of course, you guys have played practically every state, and I understand you're going to Alaska this year. So things continue to keep on growing and building for hairball. So cheers to hopefully even another... 10, 15, 20 years for you guys. Uh, I want to kind of change direction here a little bit, of course. Anybody who's been following sure. Hairball and yourself, uh, not only are you the wild man on stage, but you're also a fighter and a survivor. Back in 2018, you announced uh, that you had stage 3 esophagus cancer. Uh, through the entire whole process, surgery, chemo, all those vulnerable moments... You did a great thing, and you were an open book about the process. Uh, most people would avoid the attention, but you chose to share your journey. Why? Uh, I just got a big mouth. You know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've always been an open book for most of my life, and that, uh, you know, you take the good and the bad with it, you know, because it's not all good. You know, sometimes I say stuff I probably shouldn't say, and I reveal my life pretty openly, Uh you know, sometimes I maybe I look back and I wish I would have shut my mouth occasionally. <laughs> but in the in the case of <clears throat> battling cancer, uh, you know, and the outlook was pretty bleak right. when uh, I first look at that. When you Google and you look at survival rates and um, just what the possibilities would be, and you're you're faced with your own mortality, and it's it's a very a very real thing. You know, the first two days, you know, after I was told what was going to happen and you know the doctor flat out just looked at me and said this is going to be really hard on you and when he started talking about fingernails falling off and a feeding tube and losing my eyelashes and stuff you know it was <laughs> that was a couple of days i didn't feel really inspired but after i wrapped my head around it and i'm like you know what nail me to the cross let's just do what we can do give me that window and i i will figure it out right. and then i think part of what there are a multitude of things that inspire me. Uh, one, I have great parents, and I owe it to them to not disrespect the efforts and the opportunities that they afforded me 
to be able to play music and do what I wanted to do. So I didn't want to break their heart any further than what they already had to witness me going through. Uh, Secondly, same thing. My friends and the people that loved and cared about me, it's like I couldn't portray anything less than show them the love back that you're damn right. You know, you're not going to sit here and watch me curl up and waste what I have. And I didn't want my friends to see that because it was, I, you know, sometimes they say uh, it's harder on the people that don't have cancer because you feel so helpless and watching it. Sure. And I didn't want people to see me being helpless. And I had too much to live for. And my, my sons, and then lastly, it was literally just fans and hairball stuff. When it first happened and I made the first announcement, I asked people to not send me messages asking medical questions. I said, why don't we just share stories of when you might have met me or something cool that we did together or a good memory that you have. Right. And uh, my inbox on my Facebook Never went more than five minutes without a message. <laughs> oh my gosh! Coming in, right? Uh, and I tried to answer all those people and acknowledge them, but I mean, it was uh, the first month. You know, there was probably you know thousand more, and and it was very uplifting to me to people like, hey, you know, you brought my kid up on stage, and you know, he's you know, I've had a lot of good stories, and if hairballs taught me anything, it's like you know, everybody has a story, right? shut up and listen you know there are times i randomly pulled a kid and his dad back in the dressing room just because i kind of saw him hanging there just totally spontaneous and threw my guitar around him and you know oh he's always wanted to play guitar and he this and that and i'll start talking with him and all of that and then uh you know right i had no idea what would be going on but then you know you get a message a few days later you know and you find out that that uh, kid uh, was in a terminal situation. Wow. And you you can't understand what you just brought of happiness. It's like, no, I didn't. I had no idea. Right. It's like that, you know. So I, I just like, but it's like, gosh, I'm so glad that I did that now. But I was totally unaware at the time that that, that was going on. But when people started sharing stories, it made me feel valuable when they started telling me of all the happy times that I was a part of and hairball was a part of in their life. So it's like, well, you know, fight and defend that, you know, Gene Simmons had sent me a video, you know, saying that, that, you know, the world needs you, you know, he's, he's gotten up and sang with hairball for charity causes before. And, uh, you know, and, uh, Paul Stanley also called me at home and I thought it was Bob pranking me and, (laughs) You know, we talked about uh, one of the greatest tours I've seen with that much of the creatures of the night. And I'm like, man, the, the arena was half empty, but it was one of the most intense shows I'd ever seen him put on. And he said, you know, sometimes when you're down, you find out what you're made of. And that kind of stuck with me. Uh-huh. And uh, so there were just all those fans, all those messages. There were young kids that I'd gotten up on stage, right. eight years old, literally messaging me every week. How do you feel? How are you doing? And I thought, am I going to scare them? Because they could be faced with something in their life. Most all of us do. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to let an eight-year-old girl 
who, when I was eight years old, I would be terrified just to get a shot and go to the doctor. Right. I, I don't want to present fear or a can't-do attitude. So, in other words, it was, it was kind of all of the other people looking at me that gave me the power and the spirit to get as far as I've gone this far. Right. And I don't want to be cocky because a lot of people have cancer stories and a lot of people have lost right. people to cancer. And I can't promise you what the future holds for me. Right. I just shared with you uh, the outside people that gave me my energy and my uh, my reason to go forward and get me as far as I've gone. And I fully intend to uh, not waste the moments that I have now, you know, right. sit and worry myself about cancer and then go out and get hit by a car or, yeah. <laughs> you know, waste <laughs> right. whatever day is because fact of the matter is we're all dying we just don't most of us just don't know when or why and i really don't even want to know i just want to live the best i can absolutely well cheers to them and kudos to you for sharing your story because obviously you've you've touched a lot of people you have a a big following over there with hairball how long have you been in remission now well um coming up this spring it will be two years and they say they say at two years statistically your chances of reoccurrence go down you know, Fantastic. pretty significantly. In my case, at five years, they would consider me cured. Um, my tactic is, and this is been a tactic in life that I try to do as much as I can, is try to keep my life so filled with good, productive things uh, that it doesn't give me enough time to worry about bad things or what maybe can happen. So right. I feel like uh, cancer has been very much a, a mental game of, move forward and don't let it get you mentally so so uh staying busy and pushing forward with the band and appreciating what i have fantastic is, uh, what keeps my mind off of when i have a scan coming up or what maybe can happen sure. or quite frankly helping other people i've had to watch a lot of close friends right die from cancer right you know even just last week oh i'm sorry and, to hear that uh, Sometimes, it, you know, uh, I mean, just before me, my very first drummer, you know, had cancer. Our wow. sound guy, right. Monty, who had done more than anybody else in this band, died a few years ago. It's his brother that drives our semi-truck, but Monty Monty did Nirvana, right. uh, Prince, Tool. I wow. mean, he's mixed just about everybody. He's got a star and uh, First Avenue. That's amazing. And, um, you know... Last thing we we, to, we toured and went together, you know, and right. I I watched it happen to him. You know, and you touched you base know? there. You touched base on something that really made sense. It's all it's all a mental game. It's all the uh, the mindset. Last thing I want to ask you regarding uh, being a cancer survivor is going through something like this. I imagine it shines a whole new light on life. Like you said, you kind of come up with. I wish I would have done more of this. Oh, just give me a chance to have my life back, move forward. I promise I want, I'm want. i going to do more of this for myself, more of this for my friends and family. What is something that you have added to your your list now of something that you've promised yourself you're going to do more of now that you are happy and healthy? Well, I think of playing Cactus Jacks in the West Acres Mall <laughs> when it was a bowling alley. Right. And I think of how long I pounded Fargo and uh, the people that I've met. And uh, if there's something that I want to do more of, it's go back up to Fargo and kick their ass (laughs) another few thousand more times and uh, 
coming up here in a few weeks. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it with the most powerful band that I've ever played with playing uh, the rock and roll that we love so much. Right. And I get to do it with a huge production and a bunch of theatrics, just the way I always loved as a kid. And uh, I want to do more of that. Love it. Uh, Love it. I, I did since the first time I got an Elton John record and the first time I saw Kiss was I want to be a part of that. So I, w- I want to do as much of that as I can. So, you know, right? you well, can bet your ass <clears throat> when that intro tape rolls in Fargo here on, uh, what is it? I believe it's the 15th. Yeah, coming up next Saturday. February. Never played the Fargo Theater before. It's probably going to be a little bit more of a intimate. It's going to be uh, fun. Setting, which, which I like sometimes. Right. Yeah, I like it all, but... It's a different kind of energy when you get close and you can really see everybody's face in the room. Yeah. And we've also bought a whole bunch of new uh, video and we've spent a shit ton of money to expand this show this year. Nice. And we're going to squeeze it into there. And uh, you can just be bet I'll be taking all of my life and rock and roll and all of the years that uh, I've rocked with family in Fargo and... Uh, it will be it will be inside us, you know, right. getting delivered to you at about 130 dB. Love it. With uh, love yeah, it. a whole bunch of craziness. So I love I it. I can guarantee you, if I've got the flu, I won't have the flu when it. <laughs> but I, I can promise you right now, I'm I'm eating my Wheaties and uh, and I'm swimming laps and and getting ready for it. We appreciate your brother. Happy uh, continued success to you and the guys continued good health and happiness to you we can't wait to rock with hairball at the fargo theater next saturday 